Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Uh, you're tuned in to the Mindfulness with Art podcast, and my name's Art, and I'm here to talk about mindfulness. I'm so glad that you're, you're joining me here. Uh, I want to go a little bit deeper on something I talked about the other day in the very first episode I recorded, uh, which is the sense that the idea that I would used to be along for the ride with my emotions, okay? Uh, you know, it's a really, really important um, thing that I want to talk about because I think that, you know, I have a feeling there's more people out there who feel the same way as I used to. Um, it's, uh, you know, when I started studying mindfulness, um, Chade Mang Tan, who runs the uh, Google Mindfulness Program, who I was studying, um, he, ca- he has a great little anecdote uh, that he talks about. I think it's an old Buddhist tale that uh, says that a, a guy's walking down the road and he sees another guy coming by on a horse. And he says to the guy on the horse, hey, where are you heading? And the guy on the horse says, I don't know, ask the horse. And that's exactly how I used to feel with my emotions, okay? I felt like I was never in control of it. I felt like I was at the mercy of wherever that horse wanted to ride. And... Um, and it was, you know, some days the horse would want to go to a place that was very happy and, and enjoying and, you know, in a good place. But <laughs> most of the time it was not so much. It, most of the time it was going to a place that was uh, angry or anxious or, you know, frustrated or all these kind of emotions that just were not healthy for me. They were not constructive for my life and they were not uh, a place that I enjoyed. And, you know, I wound up coping with these feelings and these emotions in the worst possible ways, okay? I was overeating, I was uh, overdrinking, and I was self-medicating, okay, which is no joke. Um, You know, there's very, very serious uh, health implications to the way that I was trying to cope with these emotions, and I'm going to tell you right now that uh, back then I was... um, very obese. My blood pressure was raging out of control. I had a doctor in my mid-30s. I think I was about 34. And this doctor told me that I needed to go on blood pressure medication that I'd be on for the rest of my life. Uh, I was basically 100 pounds overweight. And I was just in a complete, you know, horrible cycle where I would, you know, drink alcohol at night to sort of calm myself, wake up with a hangover, and it was just this never-ending vicious cycle that was really, really dangerous. You know, it's not just about feeling okay, but it's actually, it was really dangerous. And and I think I was very much on the way to being that guy who had a heart attack when he was 45 years old or 48 years old. You know, I'm right now 49. I'm in the best shape of my life. And uh, doctors give me high fives now when they take my blood pressure, especially when they tell them my story. Um, So, you know, you know, if I had to, to give you an example of how it felt my life, it felt like I was on a roller coaster that never stopped. Okay, like I was just strapped in there. And I just had no idea if it was going to be a fun ride or if it was going to be a scary ride. And, and it just the, the one thing I knew was that I had no control over how long the ride lasted or how scary it was or anything else. Um, and it was really, really a really hard way to live. And it became so exhausting. And it just became... You know, that's, that's the word that I have for it. It's just exhausting, right? And um, 
You know, now I want to be clear about something. I used to be a very happy person, okay? Back in my 20s up to my, you know, probably early to mid-30s, you know, I was pretty happy-go-lucky. People, you know, I'd walk into a room and people would be like, hey, art's here. Hey, fun times. Let's go. Woo! You know, and, um, you know, so, so nobody actually knew what I was going through on this, right? Like every day I would get out of bed, you know, despite the hangover and stuff like that. I'd get out of bed and I'd feel like, okay, you know, I got this. I, I'm ready to go you know this is you know let's let's hit this world let's go for it you know and you know and it was just a matter of what kind of outside forces were going to either keep me going in that direction you know just like that horse right either you know either outside forces were going to guide me in a direction that kind of kept me going to happiness or they were going to, um, you know, push me into a place that was very unhappy and very negative and very stressed out and very frustrated, right? And again, more often than not, it was the latter. Um, you know, it could have been something on the bus, like say, you know, I was living in New York City, I was out in Brooklyn and I used to take the bus into the city every morning. And, you know, so it could be like a lady sitting there with her bags on the seat next to her. And, you know, that would just like, get me started onto a, a place of, you know, getting me triggered and, and I would just feel like, I would feel like it was unjust what was happening and I had to make it right, you know, so even if there was like an empty seat a few rows back, I would make the lady move her bag so that I could sit there, you know, because, you know, gosh darn it, it's just not right, you know, and that's kind of the way it went. And then the thing is that once you got triggered, you know, the next trigger came so much easier. And then the trigger after that was even easier than that. And it almost like exponentially got easier and easier and easier to be triggered. And that is the problem. Now, there is a lot of science that I have studied over the last, you know, five to, you know, seven years or so that, that shows that this is a, a real thing, right? Now, I'm not going to get into the science here. I don't want to get into like a whole techno babble thing here on this podcast. Um, you know, maybe I'll start another scientifically based podcast at some point or, uh, or maybe I'll get into it later if I can interview some people who are involved with this stuff. But, uh, but really, you know, just suffice to say that there's, there's serious, um, serious science that, that shows that how that works, that, that each trigger becomes, you know, more, you know, like it's easier and easier and easier every time you get triggered. Okay. And so, so all it took was for one thing to happen in the morning, right? Whether it was on the, the bus or the subway, or, you know, maybe it was hot outside and I was getting all sweaty or it was cold outside or it was raining outside. And it, you know, like even things like that could just like be that first trigger. And then every time after that, it just became easier and easier and easier to be triggered. And, uh, and again, you know, the word that I have for this is just exhausting. It just got to the point where it's just like, gosh, you know, every day just became this battle with my emotional state. And it just was, oh, it was so, so tiring all the time. And I just, you know, and if you're out there and you're in this place that I was, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And, uh, and I feel for you. And I, and I, you know, I hope that you can find a way out of it the way that I did. Um, you know, it, it was almost like it, it seemed like I was walking through every day like I had a target on my back, right? And some days, you know, all the bullets would miss me and, and I'd get through scot-free and I'd, you know, be having a happy beer at the end of the day, you know. But, uh, but more often than not, I would come home looking like or feeling like one of those uh, paper targets at like a gun range, right? Where you're just like kind of filled with holes, right? There's like more holes than there 
his paper. And, uh, and that was more often than not how I felt. Um, you know, it was, uh, again, I, I can't express enough how the one, you know, general overriding feeling was just exhaustion. It was just like, gosh, how do I keep going back and doing it over and over and over again? And as the weeks went on, you know, like, so, so Monday would be one thing, but by the time Thursday got here, I would just be so shot and so exhausted from, from all this emotional reactivity. And it was just... It was so hard and so, so sad, <laughs> such a sad way to live. Um, looking back on it, like, I can't believe I was even, I survived it, you know. Um, now, again, I, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> I, was, I was a guy that was on his way to a heart attack at 49 years old, you know. And right now I'm about a month away from my 50th birthday, and I'm in the best shape of my life. And uh, doctors give me high fives <laughs> when, they, uh, <laughs> when they hear my story about, you know, no, never went on the blood pressure medication, um, you know, and, I, and I, right now I have perfect numbers. Uh, my, you know, all the numbers that they take, you know, I recently broke my collarbone uh, riding my bicycle, and, and the, the doctors literally gave me a high five. The nurse did uh, when she heard that, that I, I got myself from this, you know, what used to be this enraging uh, blood pressure down to these perfect numbers, and, and she couldn't even believe it. I've lost 100 pounds. She couldn't believe that, and, uh, and yeah, it was, you know, I, I'm a different person, both physically and emotionally, and, and the one thing that got me there, okay, it wasn't um, any kind of you know, religious epiphany. It wasn't kind of, you know, hitting rock bottom. You know, I never really did hit rock bottom, even though I will tell you that a lot of times these emotional uh, roller coasters that I was riding all the time, I mean, they definitely had an effect on my life, like in, in very, very real ways. Like I know for a fact that I lost a job because I was an angry person, <laughs> you know, like when it was layoff time, you know, I was one of the people laid off because I was not a friendly person. I was not pleasant to have in the, in the office, you know. I also know uh, later on I, I actually owned my own small business and I know that employees walked down on me because of this you know, emotional status, you know, and, and as I said a few minutes ago, I used to be a very happy person and, and that was how people saw me, right? But over time, what happens is when you, you know, just like the triggers that get easier and easier to happen, you become more and more in this emotional, reactive, angry, frustrated, anxious way, you know, it becomes a personality trait right? And, and it got to the point where somebody literally, the, I owned a small cafe and I had this girl come and work for me, uh, you know, making the uh, uh, espresso drinks and stuff. And, uh, and she made up a drink called the Angry Art. That's how bad it got, right? The Angry Art. That's how I was, I was literally, you know, this girl who I didn't know for more than, you know, a couple of weeks. She saw me as just all angry all the time you know, um, and it, it was really, really sad, and, and again, it just became so, you know, just so much of a, of a, you know, an all-encompassing thing for me that it just, like, there was no getting out of it, um, you know, the end, you know, thankfully, the way that I, I, I found my way out of it, and the only way that I found my way out of it was through the discovery of mindfulness. Now, 
As I said in my first uh, podcast, um, it wasn't just discovering mindfulness. It wasn't just reading about mindfulness. You know, all those things made me great for about six months. I, I got into this place that was beautiful for about six months. But after that, I slipped right back to where I had been, you know, uh, because the, the thing that really changed it for me was to practice mindfulness. And it was only when I made the commitment to practicing it uh, that that things started to change. And, and as I say now, now I am in a beautiful emotional place. Uh, people gravitate towards me now. People, you know, I walk into a room now and, and people are like, gosh, you're always so positive and so happy. It's like, it's like a breath of fresh air. It's like a ray of sunshine when you walk into the room. I mean, I literally have people saying that to me. So 10 years ago, I had somebody naming a coffee drink after me called the Angry Art. <laughs> and now I walk into a room and people tell me I'm like a ray of light and I'm not even exaggerating. These are actual things that people say to me, you know, right now, uh, like the other day. <laughs> and, uh, and so there's, there's one really great way to sort of uh, illustrate how the difference is. Um, and uh, so it's basically, I've gone from, you know, an ex existential level of emotions to an experiential level of emotions, okay? And let me explain what that means. So um, simply put, that's the difference between existential saying, I am angry or I am stressed, right? To experiential saying, I feel anger in my body or I feel anger now right? And, and that's a big, big difference, okay? Because the, the thing is that I can feel that anger starting way, 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 way before it hijacks my day the way it used to, okay? And, and when I feel it happening, I then can rely on my mindfulness training and I can take a few breaths, I can go for a walk, I can do whatever I need to do to sort of get myself back to my center and remain positive and happy and without this emotional turmoil, okay? Um, it's fantastic. Now, a word about emotions. Um, you know, a lot of people don't realize that there is an enormous level of emotion, emotional connection between your body and your brain, right? A lot of, and again, I'm not going to get geeky on you. I'm not going to, you know, give you a whole bunch of techno babble, not in this episode anyway, but, um, but a lot of people don't realize. A lot of people think that our feelings, our, our emotions are just something happening like in our thoughts kind of thing. And, they, and it's definitely part of your thoughts, but, but in most cases, your emotion actually starts somewhere in your body, okay? And, and so you, you know, like for me, when I'd be angry, I would get this sort of hot, flash feeling in my, you know, my, my ears would get red when I got angry. People used to tell me that, like, I can tell you're angry because your ears are red. <laughs> and, uh, and so now I can feel that anger when it's all the way deep, 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 deep down in my body. Okay. When it's this little tiny flicker and, and I can feel it then. And at that point I can do something to very easily get back and, you know, get back in control of it before it becomes this red ear, you know, totally reactive and, uh, you know, completely consuming anger. Um, and that's a huge difference, you know, because again, you're not talking about just, you know, feeling better. You know, we're talking about saving relationships. We're talking about, you know, you know, getting a raise at work. We're talking about, you know, making a sale. We're talking about, you know, getting what I want out of life, you know, and it's, and it used to be, you know, very hard to get what I wanted out of life. 
and now it's very easy to get what I want out of life. And, I, and again, I credit the entire thing to this thing called mindfulness, okay? And I would love to share more of that with you. I'm going to be posting here every day uh, to spread this word because I really feel like this is a problem in the world for us and, it's, and it's, it's everywhere. I think there's a lot of people out there listening or as many people who are listening, I think there's a lot of a big percentage of those who feel what I'm saying and who can identify with what I'm saying because, you know, this world is not an easy place to live sometimes and, uh, and we're, we're subject to lots of triggers and, and all the time. And so if you're not able to control it, right, like, you know, it just becomes like that horse, like you're just riding, you know, facing backwards on a horse and just not knowing even where you're heading, right? So now I ride my horse like I'm John Wayne. I'm like, I'm like on, on top of it, heading in the right direction. You know, I got both the reins in my hand and I tell that horse where to go. The horse doesn't tell me. Um, and so I would like for you to get to that same place as well, because I know that there's got to be people out there who feel the same way that I did. And I really want you to know that you're not alone. And I want you to know that it's not, it's not permanent. (laughs) And, you know, there is something you can do because, because again, it gets so sort of such a, uh, uh, you know, over time, it becomes this thing that you just feel like, well, this is just how I am. This is just the way my life is. And I want you to know that that's just not true. Okay. That you do have there is a way for you to control it and there is a way for you to change things in your life so that you're not going through this exhausting just never-ending cycle of you know anger and reactivity and um and yeah over the next uh you know few weeks few months i'm going to be posting here every single day to tell you more and more about this stuff and i hope that i reach some people who need it and i hope that's you and uh and i hope that i can help you um because i'm going to tell you right now you know again i you know life is so much easier and so much more pleasant now and and we all have that capacity you know um you know the the default mode of the human experience is to be happy and to be compassionate and to be you know sort of at peace and in comfort and for so many people like me you know, that's just, those are, those, those terms don't even apply to life. Like, like, you know, like happiness and compassion and stuff that just wasn't even part of the conversation for me for so many years. And so I hope that I can show you how you can get there too. Um, so thanks for joining me today. And, uh, I hope to see you again sometime soon. Uh, I, I hope that you're, you're doing well wherever you are. And, um, and again, if you're not doing so well, please understand that there is a way that you can help that. And, uh, and I'm here to help you to help that. All right. Um, all right, people have a great day today and, uh, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow.